I would remember getting the call from Lori and it would go something like this. Did you pay the electric bill? That's a loaded question, right? I mean, what am I supposed to say? Obviously the power is out. I didn't pay the bill. So why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country and start a business in an industry they don't know, a place they don't know, and could it be successful? We're Dale and Brian Carmi. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast. So we love to start these podcasts with a question. Today, we're going in a little bit different direction. I do have a question, but the question is, have you ever had your power shut off? Welcome back to the podcast without limits. Well, today, I think we're going to call this the low light reel. We, we were going through some of our stories and there was a common thread of challenges, Brian, that we went through being out in Albuquerque as we were building this business, growing, building our team, what have you. And we're going to hit a lot of these as individual parts of a story. We thought it might be neat. I don't know if it's neat's the right word, but beneficial to pull these together and, and say, um, Hey, if you're going through a tough time, it's okay. Um, weather the storm. And we're just going to share some of our stories, share from our heart a little bit. Um, and, and let you know some of the things we went through, not that it's more not trying to compare us to anybody else, but just let you know, um, you know, there are bumps along the road. Yeah. Often today, people, especially on social media, share their highlight reels. And, uh, you know, we call this impact without limits. And apparently there's going to be stories without limits because we're going to go places to share things that, uh, you know, are, are not maybe, necessarily things you, no, you want to I know. put out there. If you listen to a few of these episodes, you're probably thinking, I think you've already shared the low lights. <laughs> we have it. Those are some funny stories, but these are some of the valleys that we've we've gone through. And I, I'd like to apologize up front to Angie. <laughs> and I assume you would like to apologize to Lori. Yeah, yep, yep. I'm apologizing for two things. One, that we put them through some of these things. Um, and then two that we're revealing that we're it. revealing these things uh to an audience that will probably ask them questions about things that they would rather not think about. So the, the simple answer to the question, have you ever had your power shut off? Yes. It would be, I don't know if I have enough fingers and toes to count the times that we did. Um, we had we had an interesting run out in Albuquerque, I'll tell you. Yeah. We, and- we didn't, we were starting a business, so we didn't take checks. We didn't have a payroll per se, right? right? We didn't know how much money we got each week. If there was money left at the end of a week after we paid our team or paid our bills, then we had some money. And if there wasn't money left at the end of the week, we didn't. And unfortunately, um, when we have limited money and you have to figure out what you're going to do with it, you, you make decisions. And we often sacrificed our family and our personal side of things to enable us to build our business. Yeah. And so after we apologize, I guess I should also say thank you to our wives for enduring this and allowing us to, um, you know, we, we say we, we never wanted to uh, starve our business to feed our families. Unfortunately, sometimes we had to starve our families to feed the business. And like Dale said, I remember 
I mean, we, we'd have this crew of workers that we described in a little bit. And, you know, these are high school kids. These are kids that are so these young men that were working for us that were doing whatever on the weekend. But they were working for the paycheck. Like, we had to pay them. And so I would remember the Friday afternoon getting out the checkbook mm. and just writing these checks out. And, you know, well, each time- I would come to you, like, I'd be around lunchtime. I said, Brian, how are we looking? You'd look at the bank account and you'd say, pretty, pretty good. good Dale. You know, maybe we got like 10 grand in the account or something. You say, we got money in the account. It's like, good, good, good. And then this, the people would line up. We call it them was, the chirping birdies. It was the installers. It was the, um, it was the salesmen for their commissions, yep. uh, the, the office manager, just everybody lined up. And when Brian was done writing the check, I'd go back in. I'd say, how are we looking? And he'd say, not real good. That's a good. <laughs> Not real we were good. able to pay everybody, but it looks like it's going to be rice and beans again. And I will say we never, you know, to, to our credit, and I, I don't mean to take credit for it, but our our perspective was we would never miss a pay for a worker. We we never cheated a worker, never made them wait an extra day for the paycheck. We often cheated ourselves or kept, yeah. uh, you know, we, there would be weeks where we just didn't get paid at all or we got paid just a little bit. And that would lead to the power being shut off. I, I remember, I, it, it's almost like I can get PTSD sometimes when I'm talking about it. I would remember getting the call from Lori and it would go something like this. Did you pay the electric bill? That's a loaded question, right? <laughs> I mean, what am I supposed to say? Obviously the power is out. I didn't pay the bill. And so I, I used to something like, uh, well, well, why do you ask? And she'd say, because there's no power. And mm. I'd say, well, you know, maybe something happened. She'd no, no, nothing happened. And so I would say, okay, let me get right on it. And I'd look over, I'd hang up, look over at Brian and say, Brian, do we have any money? And maybe there was a little bit of money in the business account. Maybe Brian had to take money from his personal account, but whatever happened, we'd find the money and I'd jump in the car. I'd have to drive you know, 20 minutes across town to this place where you could pay the electric bill. Cause when it's shut off, you have to go somewhere to get it reactivated. Um, I think by the end of our time in Albuquerque, they knew me by name. I'd walk in and Hey Dale. <laughs> and it'd get it turned back on. Of course, to add insult to injury, they would charge you for having to turn it back on. Yes. So not only did you not have the money to pay the bill, you now had to pay extra because you didn't have the money to pay the bill. And then they were never quick about reconnecting it. I would, I mean, I'd say, how you know, how long till we can get this back on? And you know, they'd usually say, oh, it's within twenty four hours. Then I'd probably start to cry. <laughs> Something like, I've got little kids at home. I have a wife and whatever. So, Brian, did you ever have your yeah, electricity a shut couple off? times? <laughs> and you know, vanity is an interesting thing. And and God has. Um, He's got a chisel, and he will chisel away at things that you need. And apparently, I had some pride that needed chiseled away at because I feel like repeatedly, not just would this would happen, but it would happen in somewhat public displays. And one of the ones uh, that I remember very well, um, our Angie's sister Kelly was out in um, New Mexico visiting us. And she was uh, she was there hanging out with her her nieces. Uh, our our two daughters were at home, and Angie and I had decided to go. I don't remember if we did something at church. If we had, you know, maybe we even went on a date night. I have trouble believing that I spent money on anything. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a stretch. <laughs> but I at least spent the gas money to drive away from the house and to get Angie just a little bit of a, a break from being away from the kids. And when we came home, I noticed the house was dark. 
And, uh, you know, I went up to the door and opened the door and I'm like, Kelly, um, you know, the lights are off. Is there a reason, you know, you're, you're without (laughs) the lights, you know, without any lights. She said, well, the power is off. And I said, oh, I wonder if there was a problem, you know, maybe something in the neighborhood and looking around was just our house and thought, well, maybe like a squirrel chewed through the line or something. She said, Oh no, the workers came and knocked on the door and told us they were disconnecting the power because you hadn't paid the bill. And it's just one of those moments where you're standing there in front of your sister-in-law who is a great girl, but she has a tendency to enjoy sometimes my misfortunes. And, uh, in front of her older sister, Angie, my wife, uh, it was one of the more humbling moments of my life to say, oh, yeah, yeah I must point, have missed that there's one. There's nowhere to hide. No. <laughs> there's no rock big enough to crawl under. Um, my, yeah. And th- th- multiple times. I, yeah. I know it had to be at least half a dozen for each of us getting our utilities yep. shut off. And, you know, we, we our wives, unfortunately... Caught the brunt of it at the grocery stores. Oh, that call might have been worse than the utilities call. I don't know how we did it, but multiple times I know our wives would call and say, Hey, do we have money in the account? We would say, Yeah. And they'd go <laughs> grocery shopping. And then we'd get the call half an hour later that says, There's no money in the account. I think the question is, How much money? <laughs> like maybe we had 100 or $120, yeah. but we didn't think through the fact we probably needed. $300 worth of groceries. But I remember they'd be at the grocery store or at Walmart. And this happened again. Uh, I'm embarrassed to say it, but more than one occasion where they would be waiting at the checkout oh, yeah. line with, all with the grocery carts groceries. full of our stuff. And they would have the cashier had rung it up and they'd have to say, can you just like put that on hold? Uh, my husband's on the way and he's going to pay when he gets here. They'd have to and stand, have there, to stand on there on display on display at the store while we ran across town, got there, and somehow found money and got the money there to pay for the bills or to pay for the groceries so they g- could gas leave station, and go home. the gas pump, at least the gas pump. Nobody really knows yeah. what's going on. The grocery store, the Walmart, those were probably the most embarrassing ones for our wives. That that's rough. Yeah, it, it used to be. It was it was kind of like playing the lottery when I'd <laughs> swipe my card. I was like, hey, were we going to be lucky today? You'd swipe the card and. You hold your breath and it would go through and be like, yeah, a little fist pump. Got it. (laughs) I'm trying to think back. Was there not online banking at the time? How did we not know? I don't think there was online banking. Maybe it was before. 2003. Um, And then, then, you know, utilities are one thing. Um, Getting them turned off, getting them turned back on. But one day I got a letter. And it was from the insurance company letting me know that our health insurance had lapped and that we were canceled. We no longer had health insurance. That's not good. No, that's especially bad. Especially when your wife is pregnant. Very so bad. I had to call the insurance company and I remember the, the conversation was something like on my end, wait, that can't be right. My wife's pregnant. And the uncaring voice on the other end says something to the effect of, well, sir, if you would have paid your bill, this wouldn't be a problem. So what do you do there? That was a call I did not want to make home. So I looked at Brian. I'm like, Brian, I don't know what we're going to do. And and this is going to lead to a story we tell later. I don't know how much I want to get into this, but there was a, uh, Nate, uh, the, the young guy that joined us was starting to do some sales 
and he'd called Brian. He was flying back home to Ohio and he said, Hey, I just sold this project. You can go pick up a check. So we literally did not have money in the account, but we devised this quick plan. The, the insurance people said, if I got there by four o'clock that day with a check in hand and handed it to him. And you had to drive to Santa Fe. Yeah. It was about an hour away. Santa Fe. So that, you got in the car and started driving with a hot check. Right. So so they needed the money that day. We didn't have the money. It was before the electronic banking. So if I gave them a check, I could probably buy a day, maybe two. So I told you, you go get that deposit. I'm going to Santa Fe. Um, the power of we and building and leveraging, whatever <laughs> stuff. So so oh, we, we scattered. We and, were leveraged. And, uh, uh, you know, away we go. So I get to I actually get to Santa Fe literally minutes before four. I walk in and hand them the check. And I'm walking out thinking, dear Lord, I hope Brian gets the money to cover this. The point is, we eventually got insurance because you did have the baby. And yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah. Well, I think we would have had the baby even without the insurance. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Yeah, Might have had a little true. bit of trouble paying for it. But but yes, we got the insurance started back up. Brian, do you want to talk about your van? Sure. Yeah. You know, in the um, God's chisel category, not just and, – and again, this <laughs> – my poor wife, Angie, if you happen to be listening to this, I'm sure you've shut it off by now. But thank <laughs> you. You're a saint. Um, one time uh, – Angie's mom was out visiting us and she wanted to take the girls to the movie and we didn't want her to pay for Angie's ticket, but we didn't have the money to pay for the ticket. And so we just worked out a plan where she was going to take the girls to the, Angie drove them to the movie theater and dropped them off and they were going to watch a movie. And then Angie stopped over at the office. Well, as she stopped over at the office she came inside. I think she she might have been pregnant. I don't know. She had to go to the bathroom. And while she was in the bathroom, somebody came to the door. Literally, like, seconds after seconds. she walked through the door yeah, to it was the bathroom. Clear. In hindsight, it was clear there was a stakeout going on. <laughs> we just weren't aware. <laughs> but uh, so what had happened, we had, um, we had a van, a minivan, that we had over-leveraged the loan on. So we had... Like if, if you can almost like taking a second mortgage out on your, your vehicle. Uh, I know it's normally a house, but we didn't have a house. So we had done it on a vehicle and they were coming to collect. Well, the only address they had for us was our work office. We hadn't, because when we moved to Albuquerque, that was the address we gave them. So they were waiting to see that van show up at the office. Well, as soon as it did and Angie was inside, uh, we had a repo man knocking on the door and he just said, uh, I'm, I'm here to get the van. I'm here to get the van. He said, we can do this the hard way or the easy way. The hard way is you say no, I put chains on the thing and drag it out. And when you get it back, it's going to be, you're going to need repairs. He said, or you can hand me the keys. And I said, sir, look. Uh, well, first of all, I did what any self-respecting man would do. I grabbed him and walked outside with him to keep our receptionist from hearing anymore <laughs> and told Dale, you do the hard thing. You go tell Angie what's going on. <laughs> tell Angie. So Dale goes back to tell Angie that her car is getting repossessed. And I went outside and told him, I said, look, I have a mother-in-law with two of my kids at the movie theater right now. And I just need to get them picked up. And he was a little less caring than the health insurance lady Dale had been talking to. And he just said, no, you've got about 60 seconds to get whatever you want out of that car. 
And I said, I've got car seats in the car. He said, well, then you better take them out. And so I wasn't getting through to this guy. I wasn't pulling in any heartstrings there. He was taking that van. So um, I did. I got the car seats out of the car. Uh, Dale broke the news to Angie. Oh, that that was hard. Yeah, I don't think that was uh, enjoyable. And then I had to walk back in with my head hung low and tell Angie it was going to be okay and that we were still doing the right thing. And so we ended up just putting the car seats in another. We had a little Grand Am too. So we put the car seats in the Grand Am and Angie just went back and picked up her mom at the movie theater and Angie, Angie's mom said, well, hey, what, what happened to the van? Like you dropped me off in the van and Angie said, oh, I didn't realize that Brian had made an appointment to get the van taken in. Which technically, <laughs> I think, is accurate. Well, I don't think there you wasn't made that an appointment. appointment but, but the van was taken in. The van was definitely taken in. Uh, but man, what a yeah, what a roller coaster ride! Yeah, you you and, said you know you, you got a second mortgage on the van because you didn't have a house. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I had taken out when we got started, and the original funding fell through. I took out a like home improvement loan on the house. So now the house was over leveraged and, uh, being out in Albuquerque, I didn't have the ability to pay, um, the rent I was paying out in Albuquerque and pay for the house back in Ohio. It didn't sell. It was a bad market. And unfortunately I owed more on it than the value of the house. So it was kind of stuck. And I get a call one day from an attorney in, in Ohio telling me the home was being foreclosed on and the bank was taking it back. And, Again, uh, you know, that gets your attention. And I said, uh, okay, there's got to be something we can do. What What do I need to do to get this back? And he said, yeah, you can pay all the back money you owe, which at that point was maybe like $5,000. And I was like, I can't do that. I said, you know, let's let's work on some type of payment plan. Let's do something. And, and you know, he says, hey, time for that's passed. Um, this, is, this is how it's going down. And. You don't have the house anymore and uh, lost that house. That was, that was tough because that was the home we grew up in. That was uh, a meeting place back in Ohio we had for all of our family. And just kind of feel like, felt like then not only did I uh, embarrass myself, let my family down, all that. I, immediate family, I felt like I let my whole family down. My brothers, my mom, uh, my, my deceased father uh, who had worked uh, most of his life to buy that house and it was gone. Um, not fun situations to go through, which is why we call it the low light reel. Yeah. And you know, we, we share this, uh, we share our stories again, saying, hopefully you see yourself in our story a little bit. And hopefully you didn't see yourself in too much of today's story. But the truth is, I know that all of you out there have had hard times and hard experiences and you might be dealing with something right now that just really stinks and you feel like, wow, I'm at the bottom of the barrel. And we just want to give you some encouragement to say, it's okay. You'll go through those hard times. Just keep going. Just push through. Life's hard. Don't let that stop you. Um, we would recommend you try to pay your bills on time, <laughs> but if you absolutely can't, um, know that you're not alone. That other people have been through that, and you know we've we've been very blessed uh, over the past decade or so. For everyone has grown tremendously, and you know we have uh, you know great lifestyles now. Our, our our families are well taken care of. We have nice homes, and sometimes people 
can maybe just see that snapshot and think, wow, it must be nice. And it is. And we're very blessed. But um, you don't always realize what goes into being there. And and so um, right. don't what, compare. What you, what you see in a moment doesn't always tell yeah. the story. And it's kind of the reverse of our um, last week. Flash forward. We did yep. a couple podcasts ago. That, that's the Raven where if you see a, a 10 second snapshot in the future, what would you think got you there? A lot of times when you look at the future, it's hard to imagine what lies in the past behind. Um, but, uh, you know, don't, don't stop. Don't be discouraged. Keep pressing on, keep working at what you're doing and know that if your purpose is right, um, the bad times don't last. They're going to pass. They're going to be part of the story that builds your future. And um, it's not always enjoyable, but don't let it stop you. And I'd also just encourage you not to fall into the comparison game because it's easy to fall into a trap of, you know, especially with social media today, comparing your everyday grind to someone else's highlights or to look at where somebody's at and, and either one think, wow, that must be great. Or two, I'm glad I'm not them. Uh, but just don't play the comparison game. Realize that we're all at different points in our story, different parts of the timeline. Some are in the beginning, some are in the middle. Um, you don't know where you're at in your journey or someone else is at in there. So don't fall into the trap of comparing yourself to where somebody else is at in the moment. Yeah. And they say the light shines brightest in the dark. So who you are when you're going through these hard times can sometimes be a bigger point of impact than what you say. And, um, so always take that opportunity to do the right thing, to be the right person, and, um, you know, let people see that. So if you would, you know, check out the links in the show notes, um, leave us a review, be sure to share this with a friend and we will, we'll tell some happy, <laughs> we'll get back to happy stories in a little bit. These are a little bit humorous. I know they're also a little bit down, but, um, just know that, that, um, you know, we go through stuff too. Yeah. And as always, we call this the Impact Without Limits podcast. And we want you to be people of impact. And sometimes you're people of impact by living out your, your daily story. And sometimes, you know, you can come alongside somebody else who's maybe in a rough spot or they're discouraged and you can be the encouragement in their lives. So just encourage you, uh, whether it's just uh, con continuing on and being an example or whether it's using words to encourage someone else, go be people of impact. This is the Fred Carmi reminding you that faith looks up, hope looks ahead, and love looks all around to see whom it can help. Good day.